Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. Through all the products on Amazon that I've sold up through now, and so it's the majority of it is in December, my total sales is... Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I'll be your host. And this is the show where we discuss generating recurring revenue 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM. Matter of fact, I was just speaking on the phone with one of my old high school buddies, hadn't talked to him in forever. And during that entire call, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So this is a very special episode for me. I kind of wanted to rush this one out um, because it's just super exciting. I mean, I'm gonna be talking about all my numbers, okay? I've been kind of hinting at it with all the previous episodes, but this is the episode where I'm gonna say, hey, this is how much I made, this is how many units I sold, these are the mistakes I made. We're gonna get into everything. I'm gonna reveal it all. So it's gonna be very exciting. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned and hopefully you'll learn from it. So let's get started. Yeah, what do you say? Let me first say, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Actually, it isn't funny, but it, it's it's uh, interesting timing. Um, just before I was about to start this podcast, I went to go look at one of my listings and sure enough, it was hijacked, right? I have an episode on hijacking. It's gonna be uploaded really soon. But yeah, it's, it's one of the products that I'm gonna be discussing in here but I hadn't gotten around to doing anything with it. It was one of those things I just kept putting off because I've been so busy with the the holiday season with sales. And uh, for sure, I'm gonna be trademarking the brand for 2016. And there's gonna be a few other things I do, but I already sent out my, uh, my cease and desist letter and I'm going through the process of getting them removed. It should be relatively fast. It's not that big of a deal. The products aren't even available to this person, so I don't even know what they're selling. But anyways, let's get into what I wanna discuss, which is my earnings for the month of December. I'm doing this on New Year's Eve, so the month is not quite over. We've got the rest of this day, but I just wanted to get this out there. So I'm gonna give you all the numbers up until this very hour, it's about 2 p.m. And um, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. So here we go. So I had a little experimental product and it's it's not the normal thing so i can't even uh, it's hard to explain it it's actually something i want to discuss sometime later in january but that product was launched super super quickly in november and it's generated revenue but the majority of my revenues were in december that particular product generated nine thousand six hundred and twenty seven dollars to date that's from november through december okay ninety six hundred twenty seven dollars but through all the products on Amazon that I've sold up through now, and so it's the majority of it is in December, my total sales is $83,988. That's up until today, okay? So $83,988, almost $84,000. I'm $12 off of $84,000. There was a total of $26,955 in discounts and fees. 
That's across the board, okay? So the total amount that Amazon is sending me is $57,033. That's the wire that is set as of right now is going to be sent after the New Year's here, okay? So 57,033, my goal, I mean, I sold 83,988. My goal was to generate 25,000 in sales in 90 days. I mean, we're really only one month in fully on Amazon and less than two months or about two months uh, since I started. So man, I am just hyped up. This is crazy. It's, it's, uh, I'm just blown away. It's awesome. And guys, this number would have been way bigger, but I ran out of stock. I ran out of stock well before Christmas. And that's when the sales were just going nuts. Okay. These numbers, this $83,988 does not include another brand that was launched in December. It's a 50-50 partnership that I have with a buddy of mine, and it's looking really promising. I don't have the numbers on that yet. Um, He's not going to work the numbers up until after the month is over, but that product is doing about 30 sales per day as of right now. This is after Christmas, so it's... uh, you know, before Christmas, it was doing way more. But I have really high hopes for this one. And especially with this product, I have a feeling it's going to drive up to over 100 sales per day with some new marketing tactics that we're going to be rolling out in 2016. So these numbers here do not include that partnership. That's a separate thing. And I want to talk about that later on after sometime in 2016, we'll, we'll be talking about that one a little bit. But let's get back to the stuff that I'm selling directly. It was a total of 2,300 units sold. Okay, 2,300 units. That's just in the month of December, by the way. Now we're just talking about December. 2,300 units. And guys, these are results that came from really hard work. I mean, a lot of hard work and dedication. I've been going at it for a solid two months now, right? Two months ago, I decided to jump from mobile apps to Amazon. And believe me, guys, mobile apps is probably the most crowded and difficult market on the planet right now. For sure, it's insane, it's crazy. The number of new applications that come out every single day and the number of people that are jumping in thinking they can make the next Angry Birds or Candy Crush or whatever it is, is nuts. Everybody I talk to is like, oh, I wanna get into that market. It's, it's it, I would never recommend that. It's People are jumping at it, it's, it's nuts. So, but here's the cool thing, because it's so crazy, the marketing tactics that I learned to market the apps there, they transfer over really well to the Amazon side of things. Really, really well. Okay, it gives me actually a really big advantage over most people that are starting out. And guys, I'm going to be sharing these advantages, the ideas, concepts, tools, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to be sharing it here with you guys every month on the AMPM podcast. So, I mean, that said, if you have not done so, please subscribe right now. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out. It's going to get very serious very quickly, and it's just going to be awesome. Okay. Okay, so let me just tell you my mindset with all of this. About six months ago, I wanted to get into the Amazon business. Maybe even a little bit longer, but it was about half a year ago. And honestly, guys, I just dicked around too much. I was always finding excuses and reasons why now wasn't the right time. It was never the right time. I was too busy. I was too tired. I had too many things going on. It was this. It was that. There was always something. So it was about two months ago when I actually pulled the trigger. Okay, I got serious, really serious. That's when I said, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to do it. And I talked to a few friends of mine that also were in the app business and said, guys, we all, I mean, we all wanted to do it. So I was like, guys, let's just do this. Let's, let's roll with this. Let's, let's uh, jump on it right now. And, and sure enough, we all did. So it was cool. 
So guys, it's, I mean, it's really hard work. I'm not going to lie. It's hard work at the start. And if you want to make it big, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to grind, push hard. It's, it's not physical work, but man, it mentally wipes me out. It's long hours, tons of training, massive amounts of reading and masterminding with people, you know, and a lot of other stuff. It's just nuts. So let me just say this because I want to get it out of the way. All right. It's really important. If you're looking for a way to get rich or for that internet marketing lifestyle, you know, sipping Mai Tais by the pool as you watch money just roll into your bank account, this isn't the business for you. It's not, okay? This business takes an investment of time and money. And I put in long hours to make it work, okay? So if you're not afraid of putting in hard work and you are willing to do what it takes, chances are it'll pay off, okay? Just like it's paying off for me. Hard work is one thing, but pulling that wedge out from under that big ball, right? And actually getting the ball rolling, that's the biggest thing, okay? You gotta get the ball rolling. I could have been crushing it four months earlier had I just started. I'm kind of like kicking myself right now. I'm like, ah, I should have done it. I'm not a hockey fan, but one of the best quotes I've ever heard is by a guy named Wayne Gretzky. And it says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Let that sink in. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. 99% of people out there, they're not gonna take that shot. They're too afraid to do it. Are you going to be one of those people or are you going to be part of that 1% that actually takes the shot? So if you haven't started, take that shot. Get going right now. Inspirational speaker mode is now turned off. Let's get into some of the details that I personally would want to know if somebody was actually doing this podcast, right? We want the meat. So let's get to it. And by the way, guys, if you hear some background noise, some people laughing, talking, it's because I am doing this just spontaneously right now. It's not the ideal situation where I'm at. There's going to be noise. So hopefully uh, this mic is good enough that it uh, cleans everything up. But there you go. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Where do we go? Where do we start? Okay, so my brother helped me research the products. Okay, he's awesome. He just takes whatever project is given to him and he gets it done. Half the time, I barely know he's here. He's just, uh, <laughs> he's like a silent Amazon ninja. That's what I like to call him. And it's awesome because I have that support. And if you have that support yourself, if you have you know, a loved one that's working with you, it's great, right? Because you can bounce ideas off each other. What sounds awesome to you might sound terrible to them. And believe me, I've had some awesome, amazing ideas that my brother just tells me are stupid. And then <laughs> I think about him a little bit more and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You might be right. So... What we think is cool might not be cool. So always bounce it off other people. So one of the questions I would ask would be, how many SKUs did it take in order to generate this kind of revenue, right? For us, there were a total of six SKUs in one niche, two SKUs in another, and then two SKUs in another. So there's three total niches, okay? One is in arts and crafts, one is in toys, and one is in home and kitchen. Okay, so the toy category, we have six SKUs, and this is due to colors and quantity. So it's, it's essentially one product, but the colors and quantity change. The arts and crafts product has two SKUs, and again, it's a quantity thing, right? So instead of you know buying two, you get four or something like that. And the home and kitchen SKU or SKUs, uh, there's two. So in total, we've got 10 SKUs. That covers everything. Okay, so we have a new product line with four SKUs that is going to be coming in. Actually, it's, it's already come in. It's a parent-child variation. It just arrived, and it's going to be sent to Amazon this week. And, yeah, the product is here. 
It's a really super weird product. I kind of mentioned it briefly in a previous podcast, but I wanted to see it firsthand to make sure that everything was okay. Because like I said, it's, it's kind of odd. I don't expect it to be a big seller, but I do hope it'll be a consistent seller with almost no competition. It's crazy, but that's my plan, right? I don't need everything to be making 20 grand per month. If I can have something that makes me $1,000 a month and I can just keep expanding that, that's cool, especially if there's no competition and it's simple. And it is by far our cheapest product to make. The markups are crazy on it. All right, the first product that we picked is the one that sort of bombed, okay? Competition really increased from the time that we actually picked it the time we had it manufactured and shipped out and got it to Amazon, by then there were a handful of, of new competitors that really drove the price down to about half of what we were expecting we'd be able to sell it for. So with that, we're just not able to compete. We tried pricing it a little bit more expensive, making ours look better, and I do. I think our images look better, our presentation is better, our reviews are solid, but even with that, it's just not a, a product that's, that's selling well. So we're gonna be discontinuing that product it's just not worth it to us, especially since we have some other products that are just, uh, they're jamming right now. Okay, the second and third products were found by my brother, Mike, okay? And he was using an internal tool to analyze the products in the market and the numbers looked fantastic, right? So we pulled the trigger, we never looked back, that was it. And it just blew us away. I mean, the sales were crazy, the product is amazing, everybody loves it, and it sold out. We sold out well before Christmas, because uh, we launched this in December, so we, we ran out in just a, a few weeks, and now we've got to wait another 30 days or so before we get the products in stock. We're going to be shipping about a quarter of them by Express Air, so that we get them as quickly as possible, and then the other three quarters or so of the inventory is going to come by boat, because uh, you know that's going to save us quite a bit of money. It's actually going to add about 30, between 30-35% uh, of a profit margin to the product. They're kind of heavy. All right, what made me choose these products? Well, I can give you my mindset, okay? We were approaching December and we were trying to figure out what products we wanted. And I thought, you know what? We should probably get into toys, right? Toys might be a good one, but that, that's a difficult market sometimes to get into. So we really researched it a lot. Like I said, Mike used some tools and found the right product. And so the first one was a toy and it did well and it's continuing to do well after Christmas. The other one was a product for the house. And again, that one is doing really well. But what do these two things have in common that differentiate it from other products? Well, one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to get away from having massive amount of competition. And that was the problem with the first product, right? The price point, it's super cheap to get into. It was a $19 product, a sale product. That was what it was gonna be, but people were pricing it down to about $10. And when it was all said and done, our cost for the product to ship it out here, to get everything done with the packaging, and then Amazon's fees left us with no profit if we were gonna be trying to compete with the others. I don't know how they're doing it. Doesn't make sense, it's just not worth it to us. With these other products, they're more of a premium product, right? They're not $19.99. In fact, they're all $25 or higher, okay? The cost of actually getting these products is also more expensive. You can't get these products for five or $6 like you can with most other things the cost is gonna be double digits, somewhere between 10 and $20, that's our cost. So that prices people out of that market. We might be eliminating 70, 80% of our competitors by doing that. So 
Makes sense, right? So I think that's where the market's gonna go, at least for us and hopefully for people that are listening to this podcast, I would say go for the more expensive products. Stuff that you can sell for at least $25 and preferably somewhere up around that $30 range. Maybe a little bit more. You'll sell less volume typically, but you're gonna have less competition so you're gonna to have to spend less for pay-per-click advertising, less on everything, and you're gonna make more profit in the end. Makes sense, that's what we're doing. I would say that on average, about one-third of our sales price is what it's costing us to actually buy the product, okay? So if, it's, uh, if we're buying it for $15, that's our cost, we're probably gonna sell it right around $45. The $15, by the way, that doesn't count any expenses like shipping the product over or pay-per-click or anything like that. That's just the cost to actually have it manufactured, packaged, and ready to ship. So $15 product, $45 sale price, there's $30 in there to, to try to buffer all the other costs. So you can do the numbers and see if it makes sense. It does for us, it's awesome. So we have these products, we have some really good stuff. How do we get everything going, right? How many hours, for example, are we putting in? Well, I can tell you that during the last two months, it's been crazy. I've been working seven days per week, okay? Oftentimes 12 to 16 hours per day. And I just had a lot to learn. I mean, a ton. So I had to put those hours in if I wanted to elevate myself to a position where not only would I be very educated about the processes and all the things that we need to do, but you know, I also wanted to launch the podcast. And the podcast was as much for me as it is for everybody else because it forces me to stay current. It forces me to stay relevant and find tactics and cool things that I'm gonna be able to discuss and make sure that you guys are happy and interested in, in hearing about. So seven days per week, double shifts for the most part, and we were launching three separate product lines, as I mentioned, right? And we had 10 SKUs, and between balancing the budget of the pay-per-click for those products, and everything else, it was crazy. I mean, the pay-per-click was really tricky. Gotta think about this. You know, you have 10 SKUs and you're writing pay-per-click on everything. So, I mean, it didn't take very long before the pay-per-click costs were over $500 in, uh, they cost over $500 per day just in pay-per-click fees alone. And it could have been way, way higher. I was actually throttling it at 500 and it was hitting it. Sometimes it would hit it by five o'clock in the evening and it would just stop. Okay, and had I raised the pay-per-click amounts that we were spending, it would have gone even faster. We would have made more sales. But I mean, I was gonna run out of inventory anyways, so it was just, it was kind of a balancing act. And it was just nuts because again, there were 10 SKUs going on all at once. So during this time, <laughs> I was also launching the AMPM podcast, right? What you're listening to right now. Getting the website going, you know, getting the team together to maintain all of this, right? I can't do it alone, it's impossible. You know, I had to hire a team of programmers to create the tools that we were using and that we're using now and, and a lot of the tools that you're gonna be seeing uh, real soon here, right? We release scribbles. We use it all the time for every product. Absolutely use it, it's cool, right? You can use it yourself there to make sure that all your keywords are being used, all the best stuff. You, wanna, you just wanna stuff everything in there, make sure that you cast the widest net when it comes to keywords so that people can find your products so that you can sell a ton of product. You know, you can have the best product in the world, but if people aren't finding it, what's the point? So Scribbles, make sure that I get every single keyword into every single product that we have online. It's awesome. Use it. I mean, it's free. Why wouldn't you do it? On top of all this, guys, I still had my mobile app business to manage as well. 
okay that's still running and I still have to manage it to some extent it is on autopilot for the most part but I still have people creating games I still have to review things I still have to give some direction you know we're, we've really reduced the number of games that we're releasing but we're still doing it our last game in fact um, we released it it did five figures five figures in net income in its first month it's only been what has it been it hasn't even been a full month we're over where we're, we <laughs> we are at five figures in net uh, net revenue on that one game so that's still cool I mean that's not normal for us sometimes I mean the game before that generated nothing it was like four hundred dollars it was terrible so it's hit or miss right so let's talk about problems that we ran into during this whole process because it was not problem free by any means it was with everything that was going and jumping back and forth there were going to be some issues and we did we ran into a number of issues okay so the first one I think that we launched with too many products at once even though we did well you know I almost went crazy seriously guys I I must have aged a year in 60 days it's it's tough I would not do it this way again I recommend you don't do it and I'm glad that I did it but I wish I didn't do it you know how you know what I mean it's weird so I now have a much better infrastructure in place though you know I've got virtual assistants I've got some partners I've got the software going we got different things in place that make it way easier and now I'm not going to be launching 10 SKUs at once we're going to be taking one product at a time and pushing it and then we'll move on to the next one okay the first product that we had think of it like uh, coming in a small carton like a, a square box of crayons or pencils you know where the lid at the top gets folded into the box one of those well normally those lids they, there's like a little sticky on it right that keeps the lid from popping open well I hadn't even thought of that when I placed my order and like I said in previous podcasts if you do not mention every single detail to your supplier they're not going to do it it's an extra cost to them and for us it probably would have been a one cent cost to actually add <laughs> these little stickies to the top so anyways we got the product that it was our first product so I actually had that one delivered here to our place so we can inspect it make sure everything was cool I was nervous this is our first product and I noticed immediately oh man it doesn't have the little seal on the top okay now here's something a lot of people don't know Amazon has a three-foot drop test maybe you've heard of it but what they do I believe they randomly select products I'm not sure if they do it with every product but they'll take a product when it's brand new and they will drop it from three feet okay it's in its packaging right so they'll drop it on every single side all six sides and then they'll drop it on a corner and the goal is that this product whatever it is has to maintain structural integrity it can't just explode and have pieces all over so I saw this I'm like hmm all right let's test this out we grabbed it raised it three feet dropped it bam on the side no problem dropped it again on the back side no problem as soon as we got to the third side though I noticed the lid was starting to come undone it was it was about halfway out by the time we dropped it the fourth time the lid had popped open and then when we dropped it on the corner boom you know the the parts that were inside were all over the place so it failed the first test we did with the first box failed the three foot drop test so we knew we couldn't send it to Amazon this way so I was like oh man everything's already packaged all perfectly in the boxes so you know we had to go to the store and buy these little round clear sticky labels you know the ones that are like about half an inch diameter and place it on every single one of these hundreds of these that we had to do so it took pretty much the whole day I might say half the day uh, to to get these all on there and then we shipped it off to Amazon so that was the first problem 
Okay, the second problem was I had an assumption that one of my bank accounts was solid. It was ready to go. It was for a company that I had set up a while back for one of the mobile app companies and it just wasn't being used. So it was sitting there and it had been over a year since I actually used it. And I just assumed it was it was active, everything was good. And when I actually went to the bank uh, because I needed to set up some, was setting up some lines of credit and some paperwork and things like that, they told me that the bank account was closed. And I was like, wait a second, how can that be closed? I, you know, I've actually set that bank account up with Amazon for my payments. So now I was kind of stressed out because Amazon had already sent out the first payment of December. And I was like, oh man, what am I gonna do? So I ended up having to reset up a new bank account. By the way, the, the other bank account closed because it was just inactive for so long. There was no activity at all. And apparently they must have sent me an email or something that said they were closing it. But because I have so many different businesses and bank accounts, it slipped through. It's something I've got to fix for 2016. I've got to get a, a personal assistant or something. But it closed down and I had to get a new one. Same name. It wasn't a big deal. It took about an hour while I was at the bank. But now I had to go back to Amazon and change it. And because the payment had already been sent, they were going to hold that payment and move it over to the next payment. So now I have two payments coming in on the first. And so everything's cool, but that was something I didn't expect. It was kind of weird, right? So another problem that I had was poly bags. Okay, so the toy product that we have comes in a poly bag and there's multiple pieces in that poly bag. So we needed everything to, you know, to be together. And I had read somewhere that the poly bags needed to have a minimum thickness. That's what Amazon requires. And I thought it was 1.5 millimeters thick. So I was trying to find 1.5 millimeters thick and I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that 1.5 millimeters is actually pretty thick. I mean, it's a small, I guess it's all relative, right? But for a bag, <laughs> that's crazy thick. So I realized it's not 1.5 millimeters, okay? It's 1.5 mils. That's different, it's totally different. One mil is um, 0.025 millimeters. It's like, it's crazy. So 1.5 mils is actually 0.0381, sorry, 0.0381 millimeters. So it's way thinner than what I was actually trying to look like, way thinner. So anyways, my uh, my supplier was just like, what are you guys talking about? Why do you need something so thick? You know, it's like armor plated. So they actually corrected me. Anyways, it's important that you have the right thickness on your poly bags. Otherwise, if it's too thin, it's probably not gonna survive the three foot drop test and Amazon requires it anyways. The other thing is you wanna make sure that your FN SKU is actually on the outside of whatever your packaging is, okay? So for us, the supplier was actually gonna put the FN SKU on the item on the inside of the poly bag and then seal it up. And I was like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. You know, make sure you put the FN SKU on the poly bag itself. Okay, it's gotta go on the outside. So make sure you're doing that. Another thing is Amazon will oftentimes see a package full of stuff and they all look the same and they'll open them up, right? And you don't want that. So we had to put another label on there, like a bright fluorescent pink one that says this is sold as a set, do not separate. So if you're doing multiple sets, like if you've got something and you're selling a three pack, make sure you have a label on the outside of the bag that says, this is a set, do not separate. Otherwise you're bound for, for problems. Okay, two more issues. The biggest one I would say was probably the shipping issues. We were using freight forwarding and everything got sent to Amazon's different warehouses, but because of the holidays, something happened and a lot of our shipments got lost. Amazon couldn't find them. 
even though it shows that they signed for it, you know, UPS was showing that it was delivered, they couldn't find it. So they eventually ended up uh, giving credit to me for one of the packages and then the rest of them they eventually found. The, the interesting part is, and I didn't realize this, the product that I was already selling uh, from other warehouses, because some of it did arrive, but it was, a, it was a specific warehouse that lost it. I had been selling these very, very cheaply because I was trying to build up my BSR. I was trying to rank for search terms. I wanted to sell things faster than my competitors and outrank them. So I was priced very, very aggressively, right? Way below where I would normally want to sell once I reached the positions, the search result positions that I'm happy with. So when a product is lost and Amazon's reimbursing you, they look at your sales history for that particular product. Okay, and when they do that, that's what they reimburse you at. It's it's a little bit more complicated than that, the, the way their formula works, but essentially that's how it works. They look at like the last, uh, I wouldn't say the last month, I'm not actually not sure on that, but they look at your sales history, that's what I was told, and they take an average of what you're selling it for, and that's what they reimburse you for. So since I was actually, since I was actually selling stuff for just a little bit above my cost, my reimbursement was essentially a little bit above my cost. So so this is a cool little tidbit. I hope I hope this uh, helps you guys out. Okay, so I had to get some credit for the company. The new company uh, didn't have any kind of business credit and I needed lines of credit for some shipping stuff and freight forwarding and so I had to do with, deal with that. That wasn't really a problem. It was just something I wasn't planning on doing and it delayed things a little bit. And the final issue was that we just ran out of stock. I didn't get enough inventory. I didn't expect to sell out of inventory on some of our best products, but I ran out. And actually, you know, the factory is back, uh, backlogged right now with, uh, with orders and I'm not going to have product now until probably the end of January. So my January month is probably going to be way, way lower than my December month for sure because two of my biggest selling products just aren't in stock. I still have some other products that are selling, but it's, it's nothing compared to when everything's in stock. One of the things that I try to do is I try to save money wherever I can. Because even though small amounts of money might not make that much of a difference when you look at it individually, they all add up, right? So for example, you can have Amazon apply the FN SKUs for you. It's 20 cents per unit. But you know if you can do that yourself and it only costs you two cents, it's what it costs me to have my suppliers put it on, why wouldn't I do that, right? I'm almost saving, what, almost a 20 cents. I'm saving 18 cents. But same thing with a suffocation label. You know, you have to add that to products that are in poly bags and are of a certain size, but that's another 20 cents, right? And then if I've got to put another label that is, you know, to do to not separate the product, that's another 20 cents. It just starts adding up. That's 60 cents by the time it's all said and done. If I'm shipping by air versus boat, or I should actually, let me reverse that. If I'm shipping by boat and it's saving me another three or $4, it's crazy, right? I mean, by the end of the year, I've probably saved enough just by doing things with my suppliers correctly and by shipping by boat, I could probably buy a brand new, very nice car every single year, for sure. It, it's just gonna be crazy. Why wouldn't you do this, right? Buy a brand new car for my parents this year and a brand new one for my brother next year and a brand new one for me the next year. I mean, that's free, that's free money, free cars. <laughs> if I wanted to buy cars, I'm just using that as an example. I had mentioned the, the poly bags and if you have two products in there, for example, if you have you know, two cutting boards that you're selling and you're putting them in one poly bag, you're going to need to put something on there. It's going to have to say, this is a set, do not separate. That's 20 cents, most likely. It depends on where you go, right? So anyways, 
Try to save money, guys. Um, all of those labels that normally would have cost me 60 cents if I did it here, I can get done for less than 10 cents with my supplier. So it saves me a ton of money. All right, photos. The photos are so important. That's one of the things where I think we outshone, outsh outshone? We outshined? <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's one of the areas where we just did better than the competition. All right, their photos looked good, ours looked great. You know, we had a very nice white background. We used a camera that had really nice depth of field so it would blur the backgrounds for the shots where the product was actually in use, you know, where it wasn't on a white background. It's important, you know, you wanna crop the images just perfectly so that the full product is seen as much as possible and it's clear, especially when you are running pay-per-click advertising, you want your product to be the largest looking product out of all the ones that are there right? All your competitors are advertising as well. Make sure your photos look amazing. I already told you about scribbles. That'll help you get all your keywords in. Make sure your photos are good. That helped us a ton for sure. Without a doubt, I spent a lot of time on the photos. Okay. So I think most of the people that are listening to this podcast are pretty smart. Okay. I can, I, they can see through the BS, you know, when you're talking about stuff, you know, when you're trying to sell them something, pitch them something, whatever the case is, I want to be as transparent with you guys uh, whenever I can, right? As often as possible. I want you guys to not only trust me and trust the advice that I give, but I want you to you know, enjoy listening to the podcast. So let's talk about products that we almost pushed. Let's be transparent. Let's talk about the stuff that didn't get pushed. I'm not saying they're bad products. I know some of them are gonna be very difficult products, but for one reason or another, we didn't push them. Let's talk about those. So one of them, was water faucet extenders for kids. Water faucet extenders for kids. And these are those little little rubbery things. They look like animals, ducks or hippos or whatever. And you'd put them on the tip of a faucet and then it allows the water to extend out so that kids can actually wash their hands even if they can't reach underneath the faucet. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. There wasn't really much of a price margin or a, a profit margin there. So the only way to make it work was to sell multiple units. Like if we stuck three or four of them in a package and then priced it up. But it just looked like it would be a, a difficult market to go after. The other one was toy nets. I thought that might be cool. I actually got um, got samples sent. I also got samples of the water faucet extenders, by the way. All of these I got samples for. But the toy nets, these are those nets that you stick in a room and the kids can put all of their dolls and toys and get everything off the ground and into one big white mesh net. They're super cheap to buy. The markup is pretty good. It's something that looks pretty decent, but we ended up just not doing it. We, you know, we had so many other SKUs that it was, uh, it was put on hold. So that might still be a good market. I'm not sure. iPhone cases. I told you the story about that in a previous podcast. I think it's a nightmare of a market. I think the best people that have been doing it the longest and the big brands are probably the ones that will do well. I think somebody getting into it now, unless they've got that magic touch, it's just going to be difficult. So we backed out of it. Uh, USB car chargers, okay? Also USB uh, home chargers, the ones that have like six plugs. We got samples of both of those. The margins just weren't there. The competition was insane, just not the best. So we, we backed out of that. Lightning cables for iOS devices. I personally go through a ton of these things. I either lose them, I break them. I need a six foot long one versus a three foot. I'm constantly buying these things. It's nuts, but there's a lot of competition and the pricing was dropping quickly. I noticed that a lot of people were getting into it. Initially, when we were looking at it, it looked pretty good and we were gonna do bundles. At first we were like, well, let's take a, uh, 
you know, a USB car charger and let's bundle it with some lightning cables or let's bundle this and that, you know, make a, a very unique private label product. And maybe we could have made it work, but we didn't get to that point. So if somebody wants to do that and they do well and they want to come on the show and talk about it, that would be cool. The other thing was in arts. I told you we have an art, arts and crafts, arts and crafts. I can't even say the word <laughs> in arts and crafts product. And one of the things that we looked at initially was colored art pencils. We thought it would be kind of cool and, and it might actually work well for, for Christmas as well. So we did not order samples of this. This is the one thing we didn't order samples of. It looked really good. Price points looked really good, but we just ran out of time and ran out of, uh, yeah, I think just ran out of time with all the other things that we had officially given the thumbs up. We just didn't move forward with it. So I don't know how that would have done, but yeah, there you go. That's it. So guys, that's about it. That is everything. I've laid it all out there. I've told you how we generated our nearly $84,000 in sales uh, that, that's coming here in just a few days from Amazon. Actually, they're, they're only sending a $57,000 check, but hey, you know what? I'll take it. What the heck? Um, <laughs> but there's other stuff that's in the works. I told you I've got a 50-50 partnership with another product that I want to talk about in the near future. I, I won't mention what the product is, but it's awesome. And I think that one's going to potentially outgrow everything else that, that I'm doing. So I, I really, really love it. And it's a, it's a product that's a little bit more difficult for people to get into the market uh, with to compete with us on because of various factors. But we'll talk about that kind of stuff. And there's that product that I jumped into in November that I got on really, really quick, right? I got in, I got online or got onto Amazon quickly. And that is something that nobody is doing. It's crazy. And like I said, it generated about $9,600 in sales to date. That's in about 60 days. And the net profit on that is very high. It's almost $3,000. So, you know, it's about a third and that's with zero advertising, okay? No advertising as of right now, but I'm going to be applying some advertising on it and try to blow this thing up in January. So that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there is anything you want me to discuss, anything you want me to cover, please go to the website. That's ampmpodcast.com and use the little voicemail deal there, right? Click on it, leave me a message, I'll use it on the show. Please do mention your name when you uh, speak it. So I have that. And we'll, uh, we'll continue to create awesome podcasts in 2016 and also continue to release some really cool tools. Uh, there's some nice stuff that's coming out here real soon. So please also, I, I would really, really appreciate it if you could just take one moment right now and post a link or, or let people know if you're part of a, you know, an Amazon Facebook group somewhere post in there let them know the you know send a link to the tools or send a link to this particular podcast or any others I, i'd love for more people to find out about it the more people that we can get the faster we can uh we can release more podcasts and, and better tools and i would really be grateful to you if you could do that so grateful so thanks guys thanks for listening thanks for taking your time to listen and i appreciate it so much have a great 2016 and we'll uh talk next time bye bye now You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.